Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Ross Browse. Ross, you're the president of Continuous. Uh, you provide IT services. You're found on the web at continuous.net. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Josh. Happy to be here. All right. So get from a high level, go ahead and explain who Continuous is and what you do, who you serve. Sure. Yeah, we provide technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, so our focus is uh, heavily around disaster recovery, and cybersecurity, protecting yourself from all of the things that are going on today. We know the news is big, uh, especially <laughs> this past week. It's been exploding. So yeah, Gosh. it's busy. It's busy with, with everything going on. But our, our focus is really to educate our clients so they can understand it in a way that they might not otherwise be able to. It's very complicated, very difficult to understand for a lot of people. So we simplify that and help them show them how they can get better business results using better decisions around technology. Yeah, man, you talk about um, where we've come to over the past, you know, even seems like the past three years, you know, you'd heard of, yeah, hackers, etc. You know, but, but now, I mean, it really has kind of like a, um, you know, where, you know, we wonder about state sponsored terrorism, and, Mm -hmm. you know, just the, the bad guys are just, Man, it's it's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger business for them. You know, we, there's a lot of questions around the involvement of, you know, enemy states, that sort of yep. thing, and how involved they are. But you talk about, and we look at some of the examples, you know, here in 2021, about crippling, you know, infrastructure for a handful of days. Uh, and that has a, has a major, major impact, not just on companies, but yeah. but people and and yeah. the way and you know the way that we we operate our livelihood and mm-hmm. so here's the thing you know where maybe in the past when we think about you know where where bad guys would want to shoot at our soldiers or something like that nah no yeah. we're just going to sidestep that whole thing and let's try to hit the companies like a company like we're just manufacturing, we're just producing things and we're doing good, you know, in the economy, we're, you know, serving our clients, our customers, healthcare, et cetera. Uh, All of us are targets potentially. Yep. Yep. And and I think it's hard to see sometimes too, because there's so many pressures, there's economic pressures coming from your supply chain, there's economic pressures coming from your vendors, your clients, all these businesses have economic pressures of taxes it's all over the place. And so there's this I, this mentality that I, I just don't want to spend more. I don't know what the return on investment is. I haven't experienced any kind of pain regarding those issues. So hopefully we'll be okay. Or I think we're doing enough. And that always seems to be that mentality or as, as they like to say, famous last words. But I think what's interesting now is because it's becoming so mainstream, th- these topics that we've been talking about for 10 plus years uh, and how dangerous it is and, and what can happen to you. They're not just some story that you hear once in a while. I mean, it's every single day. It's more and more and more. And so I'm hoping now that we're going to have a lot more businesses start to realize that they're really at risk. And, and it's not the risk of what it is they're doing. It's the risk of what it is they're not doing. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, let's say that I'm just, uh, you know, I, I produce, you know, I'm thinking of like maybe some manufacturers I've had on this show um, your, or or even like, you know, distribution companies. I, you know, I talked with one company that uh, they do a really, really good, great service working with uh, e-com retailers. Yeah. And they're, you know, this great kind of, you know, uh, easy, very accessible warehousing and distribution solution, you know, and, and they might be naive and thinking, ah, what what would a hacker or whatever care about us? Right. You know why 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 is it? And again, I why is it that uh, or maybe even just like a you know a healthcare company or something like that? Why would they be a target? Yeah, and and I don't know that it's specifically that they are a target. And I no, think that's no, 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 no. But the in terms of risk, why? Right. I, I feel like um, risk. The the you know who is. Uh, you know, a target. And I think, you know, there've always been hackers and, you know, bad guys out there, but I feel like that, that hackers are just getting far more sophisticated and uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's very, very much treated like a business now where, you know, they're, they're bringing in increased resources because it historically can be very profitable. If you can, mess up a, a company who's willing to pay a ransom to get access to their customer data. Oh, absolutely. It's big business. I mean, they're business people just like we are. In fact, they're they're giving their employees health insurance. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, and I think that's what people don't realize. They feel oh, like it's no. this guy sitting in a dark room with a hoodie. And it, it's not, it's business. No. They have found vulnerabilities. They have found ways to generate significant amounts of revenue. Sure, it's illegal, but it doesn't stop them from running this business. So they're business people the same way that we are. And people are targets simply because they're connected to the internet. If you want to not be a target, then you have to disconnect from the cloud. You have to disconnect from the internet, stop using computers, you know, operate in a bubble. That's the only way you're truly going to to gain a significant amount of safety uh, if you don't have the proper processes and systems in place to do it. And so I think people don't understand that all they're doing is casting a net. They go out and cast a net at, you know, think about it as fishing. If you're a fisherman, you, you go 10 miles off the coast, you drop a net down and the fish come in and you bring up what you can. Well, the hackers are doing exactly the same thing. They're casting mm. out their line. They're waiting for the bites. Those bites take place and you don't even know what's happening. I mean, if you're a hundred person company, a 50 person company, what, what are your users doing? What are they clicking on? Have they been educated? What, what systems do you have in place to stop them from doing it? Yeah. And there just isn't enough time or energy put into how to mitigate that and create the education and awareness around how to stop it. When we think about typical vulnerabilities for, say, some of your clients, what percentage or like if we were to say, mm, it's about 30% this, 70% this, right? If we think about vulnerabilities related to user action versus infrastructure, systems, backdoors, et cetera, um, wh- how would you break that down in terms of um, where if we look at the, the, the all incidents, you know, over the past year or two or whatever, what percentage are related to, you know, an employee's behavior? 60 to 70. Oh, oof. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's a company to do? <laughs> Let's say I got, you know, say I've got, you know, 80 employees. Some of them are pretty sophisticated, but man, you know, we got, uh, 
Jeffrey over there. Je- yeah. Jeffrey's not, he's a, you know, he's, he's a little gullible. How, yeah. how can we get through to everybody on the team uh, and, and make sure that they don't fall for any of this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's important before I go into that, I think it's important to um, talk about the fact that we're not looking to spread fear, uncertainty, and no, 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 no. It's, it's awareness. Yes. Best and, practices. And they need to know what they're up against. Uh, you're up against something. What is that? And yes, your users, you're up against your users because you've got to put certain things in place to protect them. Now, the way we look at it is it, it's layers. It's many, many, many layers. We have about 15 of them that we recommend you have in place mm-hmm. in order to get the highest level of mitigation. There's no such thing as 100%. That, that's impossible. Yeah. But you want to be the absolute best protected you can. It's all about reducing your risk. And so when we talk about it from a layered approach, uh, end user training is a big one. Train your users to know what to click on, what not to click on, how to identify people that may be calling in or sending text messages that are illegitimate, emails that they might receive asking them to do things. Uh, there's all kinds of awareness that they can gain when they're trained. Then there's a series of systems that can be put in place just to prevent them from clicking on things. Don't click on this, don't click on that. But if you do, we've got another system there to stop it. And if that system fails, there's another one behind that that will stop it that way. So that's the way you have to look at it. And I think the problem is most business owners think, well, I've got my antivirus. I've got (laughs) maybe a training and awareness program in place. I've Mm -hmm. got insurance. What more can I do? Well, those are three things. You've done three. I I can show you 15 that you should be doing right now if you really want to get better sleep at night, but they're not given that education. And to them, it seems like a cost center. Well, you're just asking me to spend more money. If I'm, most businesses today that are providing any kind of a service or a product have to worry about their margins. And so when you've got this concept of shrinking margins, it's always affecting you and your business. And someone comes in and says, I want you to spend all this money on extra security you're thinking to yourself, but why? Like, I'm, I'm not having any problems right now. You're asking me to lose other things that I'd rather do. I'm going to lose maybe my nice expensive car. Maybe I'm going to put my home at risk or my child's college education at risk. Or maybe I'm not going to be able to hire that extra employee or buy that piece of equipment I wanted to help my e-commerce platform get off the ground if I make this choice. And those are all opportunities for me to grow my business. You're telling me that even though nothing's happened to me, I should spend money on something to protect myself. And so there's a million different ways to make that relatable to them. But the, most, the problem with most of the people in my industry is they don't make it relatable. Mm. So one of the things I say is, well, I buy, I buy life insurance. And I have different types of life insurance. Uh, I don't just buy it as a death benefit. That's called death insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I buy life insurance because it pays dividends. But since I've never died, why do I do it? And it's about preventative. It's about being proactive, about stopping the problem before it actually happens. And that only comes from education. That only comes from awareness and training business owners how to see that there is return on investment when you make specific strategic decisions around technology. But that's a problem because most people in my space, they just don't sell it that way. Yeah. Um, so comp- let's say there's a company and uh, they've kind of started up, start up, you know, they've been in business for a year. Um, things are going well. They're starting to grow. At what point do you typically see 
folks come to you and say, listen, you know, we were doing things this way, but when do they start becoming where they should really seriously have a conversation with you, like growth wise, or maybe from a um, compliance perspective that they, they really are starting to get into that territory where, yeah, you may have been just doing it yourself internally or whatever. Now you're probably getting to that point where you should start having that conversation about partnering with us. Yeah, I think it depends on the industry. If you're talking about financial services, it's eight, <laughs> nine, 10 users. I mean, yeah. they they are, they need to engage quickly. They have strict, strict mm. compliance requirements. Uh, you know, if you're doing any kind of uh, trading, you, you've got the Securities and Exchange Commission to worry about. You've got to have your house buttoned up. Otherwise, you're going to be in real trouble. And so if you're talking about that type of uh, a company or, or firm, it's going to be much smaller. If it's a healthcare practice, 10, 10 employees, eight to 10 employees. I mean, you've every single one of them has HIPAA regulations, HIPAA requirements yeah. that they've got to be compliant to. If you work with any kind of customer data in the state of New York, you now have to be New York Shield compliant. So that is a whole other host of things that you have to do. So I, I would say where you get the benefit of having the strategy, having that strategic mind working from a technology perspective is probably 10 to 15 employees. If you've got compliance requirements that you're aware of, then you should engage right away. There's lots of things that you can do, even if they're small things to get you over the hump. Yeah. Um, one service I saw on your website, and I'm really curious about this, is virtual CIO, CTO services. Yep. Tell me more about that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, and to explain it, you have to understand my specific industry and technology people as a whole. Most of them have always been looked at as firefighters. They're called upon mm -hmm. when there's a fire, they come put out the fire and then that's it. We don't need you anymore. Uh, and, and so it created this whole mentality over the past 20, 30 years of techno uh, technology people are transparent when everything runs well and we hate them when things don't work. And so... Virtual CIO, CTO is designed to be that strategic business-minded person who is connecting your business results with the technology you have in place. Mm -hmm. So one of the first steps of the process is, well, who are you? Who are, you who are your competitors? What is it that you're delivering? Where is it that you want to be in one year, three years, five years? What are your short-term and long-term strategic business goals? Mm -hmm. Then everything we do from a technology perspective should support that. If we're doing things that don't support that, how is that relevant to you? Like I, I could come in and say, well, you've got a 10-year-old piece of equipment here. We should replace that. Well, why? Is 10 years <laughs> too old? I don't know. But here's what happens when you don't replace that piece of equipment. Here's how old it should be. And here are the, the pending business results because you don't replace it. Now, if you do replace it, here's what it's going to cost. And here's what that's going to affect. And that way, a business owner can make an informed decision about what it is they're spending money on and what that's going to do to reach their long-term, short-term and long-term goals. So that's what virtual CIO, CTO is all about. Yeah. Um, and and uh, again, how might I know? I, I mean, I guess you kind of talked about it, but, um, you know, I, I love the idea of, you know, this kind of this, you know, if you're on the way up you know, you, you know, bringing in like, for example, we have a VCFO, right? I'm not ready for a full-time CFO at this point, right. but dang, dude, do I love being able to have someone come in at that kind of level, help me make those key financial decisions based on their vantage point, their experience. And, you know, for me, 
you know, it's like one <laughs> one tenth the cost of, yeah. you know, yep. if I were to put someone on payroll. So yep. it's it's a great hookup for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to hire one of these people in your companies would be $150,000, $200,000 yeah. plus yeah. benefits. Mm-hmm. So to have that person who not only has the ability to understand your business, but is also working with 10, 15, 20 other businesses and can take that knowledge that they gain from working with all of these different organizations and bring it back to you and help benefit you is huge when you can do that at a fraction of the cost. Mm. All right. Excellent. Okay. So someone's been listening to us um, and they want to go to your website. It's continuous.net. I see that you've got something. It says, get your cyber score. Can you, can you kind of explain that from the, uh, you know, from the consumer to the customer perspective, you know, what will they get through that journey with you? Sure. And that online version is a very short version of the longer mm-hmm. version that we actually do when they um, get on the phone and, and have a chat with us. So it's a, it's a completely free self-assessment where you answer a series of questions and you give yourself a rating. And the reason why it's important is because most business owners don't really truly understand everything that goes into their technology infrastructure. In fact, most IT managers and directors don't fully understand it. And so Mm -hmm. what that process allows them to do is really get uh, an under the hood understanding of where they sit from a technology health perspective and what the risks are involved with doing nothing or doing something. And it's that, that, that opening process to really say, well, where do we sit? Do, are we healthy? Are we unhealthy? Do we have work to do? Where are our weak points? And then that allows them when they do end up working to, with us, and they don't have to, but if they do end up working with us, where the focus is primarily. These are the weak points. This is where we're vulnerable, either from a cost, employee efficiency perspective, um, service delivery perspective, security perspective, whatever it is, this is where we're weak. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, anything else that you'd recommend in terms of like, um, you know, maybe if someone just wants to spend a little bit more time and kind of get to know you, and uh, you have any content that you'd recommend, uh, any any play else, plenty place else that people could spend some time and kind of start building a relationship with you virtually? Yeah, absolutely. I post three pieces of content on LinkedIn every week, all around cybersecurity awareness. Um, it's not complicated. Uh, We build this content and make it very, very, very simple to understand. A lot of concepts that are helpful to you, even if you don't work with us. There's a lot of people who who watch that content and get a lot of value from it. You know, how how not to connect to free wireless hotspots and what the risks Mm. are of doing it. So uh, if you want to learn more about what it is we do and, and what our mindset is, a great thing to do is just follow me on LinkedIn. Yeah, fantastic. All right, your website, continuous.net, Ross. Rouse. President, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 
1,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.